And we're back for MMA Log Talk episode 16. Got my guy Alfred just chilling on the on my left side here. But it's nice to finally be back for a UFC fight week. We were without that this past week, obviously, this past weekend. We did have the contender series. We did have the contender series weigh-ins for the next event uh, this morning. Everybody's successfully making weight. Yusuka Kinoshita coming in a little bit. Right at the end of the, the weigh-in period, able to get his hand raised there, or at least get his hand raised in terms of making weight, um, coming in at 171. Now, I remember talking last week about his opponent, Jose Anrique, who I said was six foot five, trying to make 170 pounds for the first time in his career. Turns out he's actually six foot three, so two inches shorter, makes the weight, no issue, doesn't look super drained out or anything like that. Super young kid too, though, right? So it's not like he's totally grown into his body as of yet. I think he's 20 years old, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 21 at tops. Very long, string bean-esque physique, but he makes the weight. And... uh Looks good doing so. As did his opponent. Everybody seemed to make weight without too much issue. Uh, Rodrigo Ligio seemed to be wearing a little bit. That guy looked like he had negative 17% body fat on him. But he makes the weight. Seems to be fully in and ready to go for that fight as well. So some fun fights tomorrow on the contender series that I can't wait to watch. Unfortunately, I won't be watching them live. I'll be uh, I'll be attending a, a wedding event of some sort of a close family friend so tomorrow evening i'll be off the map hopefully i'll be able to catch up on the fights once i get back and then thursday i got the wedding reception for that event so thursday i'll be gone should be able to pump out propping you up earlier that day with cody before i get out of there and then on saturday morning i'll be heading to montreal for the weekend for the long weekend to go visit some family so i won't be watching Saturday's fights live. Um, but I will catch up whenever I get the opportunity that weekend. So this past weekend, I'll definitely be uh, out of here. All right, let's quickly see what the chat is saying here and get into the thick of things. My guy Rexley in the chat, appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate you stopping by. Joshy Poo as well. Tammy Gutry in the chat. Always glad to see her name, I believe, Tammy, in the chat. Joshua P was saying, Tuesday wedding is crazy. Uh, it's it's a wedding event, so it's not really a reception. Like, you know, us brown people like to do all these, <coughs> excuse me, all these crazy events. Um, so, yeah, Tuesday is like a, a Mendy event for anybody who knows what Mendy is. So it's just a, a get-together, you know, one of the few events throughout the week, and then Thursday is the reception. John saying Aylin Perez is a very live dog. I do think she's live. I just don't know if I have the balls to go out there and pull the trigger. Speaking of Aileen Perez and uh, this weekend's card, uh, I will be doing the MMA Lockcast later this evening. I'm trying to decide should I, if I should do the uh, a live version of it or if I should go back to doing my pre-edited version of it. You know, I, I miss putting the, the graphics together. I know a lot of people really like that aspect of the show. So this so tonight I might look to to shoot it and then just edit it and put it out later tonight. I do apologize as I do seem to have a very runny nose. I'll try to mute my mic whenever I blow my nose, but yes, I need to take care of that real quick. Apologies for that. Not sure why, but the nose is feeling a little bit stuffy. So gonna soldier through it. Just uh, just probably another reason why I'll be uh probably another reason why I'll be looking to have my MMA lockcast version be an edited version of it. Cause I'll be fucking <laughs> 
blowing my nose while I'm trying to get through the entire breakdowns. Just so I'll be doing for this one too, but I'll be sure to mute it so you guys don't hear my disgusting nose blowing sounds. Um, so yeah, in terms of my uh, UFC Paris breakdown, that'll be coming out later tonight. So keep you guys keep your eyes out for that. Again, it'll more than likely be a pre-edited version. So I won't be doing it live. I'll probably drop it as a premiere, though, and then hang out with you guys in the live chat as it's going down. So hopefully you guys can hop in for the premiere later this evening. Joshi Poo is saying that uh, a wedding event on Tuesday is better than Saturday. True, but uh, at least I'll be in Montreal this weekend. He's saying eBay goes to Montreal. I don't, you know, I've been to Montreal maybe 10 times at this point, right? It's only about a five to six hour drive from here in Toronto. So I've done everything you could possibly do in Montreal, right? I've I've done it all. But the one thing I'm always looking forward to is poutine. <laughs> I will always be searching for a poutine spot. There's always a, you know, this one spot that I'd like to go to called Madame Bolduc. Uh, you know, whenever the first time I ever went to Montreal, that was one of the first places I ever went. And I love it. I, I love the quality of, of toppings and all that stuff. So I'll definitely be hitting that up this time around. Uh, but the main reason I'm going is to visit one of my cousins who just recently had a baby. So I'm going to be seeing the baby for the first time. And it's going to be fun to to hang out with those cousins and stuff. So looking forward to that. Tristan Sherhouse in the chat. Corey Ipo is saying, would Copula probably looking promising? I do like both of those fighters, but I don't know if I can completely trust Kopilov until we see him look closer to what we saw on his regional tape, right? Now in the UFC, looking a little bit more lackadaisical, not putting his foot on the, the gas as much. Um, DiCarico could make it a close fight. I understand why the odds are close now after running the tape. Not loving what as, or sorry, uh, Kopilov as much as I thought I would have. Still picking him to win the fight. Don't know if I'll be betting it. Uh, and as Joshie Poo saying here, would juicy enough without parlay? Exactly. I really like Nathaniel Wood in this spot. Plus 120 is the number that I got. Let's fucking go. Problem Kids saying, finally got a day off. Let's go. Uh, Kiroshita looked pretty big. Yeah, he's he looked a lot bigger than I expected him to, but it also could be because I expected... Jose Enrique to be six foot five. It's two inches shorter, so it makes a little bit of a difference. And I think that's why we see them look, you know, a little bit closer in, in, in stature. So it looks good, man. I'm, I'm hoping he goes out there and performs the way that he should. Josh Boo saying, have you had the Kugin Aman? Uh, I don't know what that is. Kugin Aman? I wish I could. Uh... Let me know what that is. Maybe I haven't. I just don't remember the name of it or something like that. But. Uh, Tristan Charles saying, is it easy with the French in Montreal? Um, it's it's not as hard as you think. It's uh, There's a lot of English speakers there. Not often you run into just French-speaking people. Like, more, more often than not, people speak English there as well. So it's not, it's not as hard. That's why I think a lot of people from Toronto and Ottawa like to go there often because it's not, like, it has the French influence, obviously, but... It's not like you're completely fucked if you're in Mon uh, Montreal and you don't know French. True shot saying I'm on the other side of wood. Looks like my man is liking Jordan. I get it. Jordan's a fun fighter, but I just don't know if he should be the one that's favored in this spot. Problem kids saying Kuroshita looks good from both stances, but his setups from Southpaw are elite. He has really good get-ups too and is strong and is strong as fuck. I like him as a lock tomorrow. Uh, I don't mind it. You know, if his line starts to come down a little bit more, I might take a, uh, take a shot on him, but I think it's going to hold tight around minus 200. Uh, should win this fight, but there are a couple other spots that I'm liking more. And God damn it. I wish I waited a little bit, but I did take a shot on Matej Penez at minus 175. I'm seeing he's starting to trend closer to that minus 160, minus 150 spot. So once again, your boy not being the greatest at predicting line movement. <laughs> so I should have stayed uh, cushy on that. I should have stayed back a little bit before I pull the trigger. But I do like my other underdog that I took, which is Blake Builder. I got one unit on him at plus 185. So not a heavy slate for me tomorrow. I'll likely be keeping it small with those two shots. Uh, 
Also, big action coming in on Maria Silva over the last couple of days. She was hovering around that minus 220-ish mark. And I saw a lot of love for Dudakova, but it seems like she had a little bit of a rough weight cut, and maybe that's why the money is starting to come in on Maria Silva. Also, now that the line is just widely available, I think that's why people are starting to pound that Maria Silva spine. Uh, Ricky Chow saying, Mago Meta possible lock this weekend. Did you read my mind, my friend? Because I have to post it on the Patreon still. But yes, I did actually make a boost Mago Meta my lock of the night play. I got five units at minus 255 on him. I know it might be a little bit chalky for people to be playing straight up, but I think he's a, a very good spot this weekend. I don't want to get caught up too much in playing parlays. Just put big money on straight money line plays. I think that's the best way to go. And Abus Magomedov, I think, is a very good shot uh, this spot. You know, Dustin Stolzfus, solid win against Dwight Grant, but Dwight Grant absolutely sucks. Abus Magomedov, very solid all-around fighter, great striker, great grappler. I think that Luis Taylor KO is kind of a flash-in-the-pan type of moment, similar to Ricky Simone getting knocked out by Uriah Faber. That's what it kind of reminded me of. And I don't think that uh, Stolzfus provides that much of a problem as well. So I, I think Magomedov is a spot for this weekend. And I think we're going to be getting a damn good line at minus 255. You know, if you wait on it, it'll likely go up to minus 300, minus 350. So better to get on it now than later in the week. Problem kid saying Dumas is good, but look at his opponents compared to Peñaj. Yep. I think Dumas has some potential, but I think that Peñas is the, the better striker here, and I think his takedown defense is good enough to keep this upright and then eventually just destroy Dumas on the feet. Uh, True Shot saying, if... Oh, sorry, I pra, uh, passed up Tristan's comment here. He's saying, isn't DJ just so good? His revenge KO was insane against Marais. I'm kicking myself for not taking that shot on, on DJ. You know... Plus 105, especially when he was minus 600 in that first fight. Seems like a no-brainer spot. Um, yeah, great, great victory from him. I'll admit this, though. I haven't seen the full fight. I've only seen the knockout, so I'm not sure what he looked like up until that point, but uh, good win for him. Apologies. Got a, another nose-clearing break. One sec. I should probably stop my camera when I'm doing it too. I don't, I'm sure you guys don't want to see me fucking <laughs> blowing my nose. I apologize for that. All right. Um, True Shot saying if, and it's a big if, as he doesn't seem to want to wrestle. I'm assuming you're talking about, uh, who are you talking about there? Wood? Wood can wrestle. I think Wood will wrestle too. Lajon Dream saying, I leet. I late. Don't worry. I'll let you uh, off this time considering you're pretty much the first person every single time out. Sanson saying, same Olajuwon. Hope everybody having a good day. Appreciate you stopping by Sanson's Boulevard as always. Um, Olajuwon saying, y'all see that pick of Pereira and Reyes standing beside, standing beside each other. I have not. Is Pereira a big mofo? Is that what you're trying to say? Lajon Dream saying, I pulled the trigger on DJ right before the fight. Glad I did. Good for you. True Shot saying DJ lost the first two rounds. Interesting. Did Marais just start gassing or something? Or like was it just a really good shot that DJ landed to put him down? Sanson saying one of the legends finally cast for us. <laughs> good for you guys. Uh, Seth Jones in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. What's going on? Lajon Dream saying he only put a half unit on DJ. Still comes through. True Shot uh, saying Magomedov, it depends on if he grapples. I think even if he doesn't grapple, I don't think it's if he, you know, I, I think he's the better striker than Stoltzfus as well. I just don't really see how Stolzfu wins this fight, right? Like, the Dwight Graham fight, he was just a more active fighter. 
essentially on significant strikes, he got outstruck, but like total strikes, he he obviously doubled him up there because he was landing some good shots on the ground. But I don't know. Like I, I'm not I'm not completely sold on Slow's Foots, and I just don't think he'll have anything for Magomedov either. Lajuan Dream saying Pineda is fucking huge. He is. He's like a I don't want to call him a string bean by any means, but he's like very lean, very tall, very lean, and he uses it perfectly with the striking style. My guy John Valentine in the chat saying just joining in. Thoughts on Aldania sitting around minus 160 at the moment. Uh, who is she fighting? Uh, I believe Macy Casson. Is that correct? If so, I love that line. I'd probably play that for a solid two to three units personally. Um, no, I absolutely love that line. I think she's much better than uh, Kiasan. And Kiasan, a lot of her successes just come from like bullying chicks, right? Like being the bigger woman and just pushing them up against the cage, dragging them to the ground. I think that Aldana is the much better overall fighter there. Laudron Dream saying, I did see the highlight. I'm just saying I didn't see the rest of the fight. Sansons believes Marais was gassing. Yeah, it was a great, uh, great finish for sure. A great highlight. True shot saying I'm not sold on Stoltzfus at all. Just afraid Magomedov will try to will try standing too much and might get caught. I don't know, man. Again, that Louis Taylor thing. I I really think that was a. I don't want to call it a fluke, right? I I just want to call it like. At a certain time, everybody's going to get hit by a punch that they don't see coming and get knocked out. That was the first ever knockout loss in his career. Prior to that, he's only ever been choked out earlier in his career. But since, since you know, the, the last time he got choked out, the guys look fucking close to unstoppable. Great all-around game, in my opinion. So even if he doesn't look to grapple here, I think he could fuck up Stosfus on the feet. Uh, Detective Allen saying, y'all think Tony has a chance against Leach? Uh, I feel like I've been asked this question almost every single day since this, uh, this fight was announced. I I'm not touching that fight. You know, I, it's hard to trust Tony, hard to trust, uh, the Leech. or well, it's not hard to trust the Leach, but like, can we guarantee that he's going to be able to land that big shot to put Tony down? Remember the thing that put Tony down in the Michael Chandler fight was that front kick that came out of nowhere. So tough, very tough. Tristan Sherhouse saying, I just watched Diaz versus Rory. Do you think Diaz can get out of round one? I don't think so, man. I'd be surprised if he does. Like, if anything, it might be due to Hamza taking his time. But if he doesn't take his time and just fucking tries to, you know, destroy Rory right off the... Or, sorry, destroy Nate, Nate right off the bat, I, I think he just fucks him up immediately. Of course, Salazar Dream thinking Nate is going to survive round one. <laughs> Problem kids saying Tony gonna get smoked. Don't get you know, look, don't get too ahead of yourself, right? Li Jing Liang is closing in on minus 300 now, and we see this every time. Like, yes, Ferguson might be washed and he might get wrecked, but like, don't expect him to just get starched right off the bat. Tony, you know, still quite durable. It took a front kick from a hell for Michael Chandler to put him down and out, right? I don't like the fact that he's coming back so quickly after that. So that could play into the leech possibly winning this fight by knockout quickly, but like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chill. I'm not gonna touch that fight. Daniel asking, what do you think the line will be for Gamrod versus Darius? I feel like the line is already out, if I'm not mistaken. It is not. Um, I think we'll see. Considering that Gamrod has been a little bit more. <clears throat> excuse me, Gamera has been a little bit more active. I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe as a slight favorite here, but maybe the name value of Darius, you know, being the more UFC tested guy here could make him the favorite as well. So like, ah, man, I'm thinking maybe minus 140-ish for Darius. Minus 130, minus 140, Darius. I I'm not going to lie. I do lean Gamera in that fight. You know, I think his grappling will be good enough to kind of stifle any type of advantage Darius might have. And then the striking, I think Gamera is the better striker as well. Darius saying 20 by sub at plus 1,000. Might be worth a poke. Ricky Chow with the $5 dono. 
appreciate the love, my friend. What are your thoughts on chalk parlays? Chalk parlays, you know, like for long term, like I've tried them. Long term, I don't think they really pan out that well. You know, we we see the big tickets from people, but I don't think they put out the losing tickets as well that they have from just constantly playing chalk parlays. I think chalk parlays should be left for like lottery plays, if anything, right? Like put 50, 100 bucks on it and, you know, let it ride essentially. But like if you want to make real money, I think you got to just focus on like straight wagers, straight money line wagers. If you can capitalize on that, I think you'll be able to make, you know, great money long term. But chalk parlays are going to eventually bite you in the ass every now and then, right? People just automatically see, like, just for example, this weekend, they see Stephanie Yeager, minus 330. They're, they're going to be like, oh, who cares about the odds? She's going to win. But that fight could play out close. You know, uh, Imovov should win that fight. Minus 255 might be a little bit too wide. Um, Hack press, same thing. Like, you got to be very careful, got to be very selective of the spots that you put into chalk parlays, but... Yeah, just be very, very careful. In terms of official bets, I think I'm done with chalk parlays. Unless it's like a like crazy fight doesn't go to decisions or something like that. Spots that I feel like uber confident about. Like even like this weekend, Cyril Gunn, right? Minus 600. I don't want to parlay him. There's no need to parlay him. There's no need to play it, period. Because we saw Usman just the other week. Guy can get caught at any moment and your night is done. So like... It's already hard enough to pick one winner. Now you're trying to put like four or five together and just hope on a week-to-week basis that they're all always going to keep cashing. I don't think it, it's going to work out that that well. Lajuan Dream saying, ordered me some Nate merch on Friday. Ah, sorry that you're going to feel very bad about it. Sansa Nakal uh, saying, Tony's crazy back in the octagon earlier than Chandler. Yes, that is a big question mark there. Problem kids saying Leak and Russell has good setups, or sorry, good getups. Strong hits hard as hell. And Tony coming up after brutal KO against bigger guys, not smart. That is true. True shot saying Tony has five inch reach advantage, but the power movement is really bad for Tony. Exactly. That just the just coming back after like such a quick turnaround is tough. I don't want to touch the fight at all. Sansa is saying you need to get a Nate tattoo, John Nanak stuff. He wins. There you go. Uh oh wow, Lajon Dream didn't know that John Anik had his uh had a tattoo. <laughs> That's what actually called John Anik to not um give predictions out anymore on his uh on his podcast. You know, he used to have the main event challenge with him against California, but it was for fights where he wasn't calling it. And he wasn't calling Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. So he said, you know, I'll I'll have a tattoo bed if Nate Diaz wins this fight. Like, I'll get his tat, uh, tattoo on my arm. Nate Diaz got pissed, started talking shit about him. And then I think the higher-ups in the UFC talked to John Anik and said, hey, you can't be doing this anymore. And then soon thereafter, he ended, ended up taking over Mike Goldberg's job and uh, calling pretty much every single fight. So either way, whether he's calling fights or not, that is the reason why he stopped predicting fights because he doesn't want to fuck up his relationship with fighters. Problem Kid saying, also, Tony switched to Jackson Wink, which is probably the worst high-level gym you can join right now. Makes sense. Daniel saying, I think Ga- I was thinking Gamera minus 300, so if they're used his favor, I'm smashing. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if it's that wide. But, uh, you know, it depends. Like, Gamera has been the more active fighter, right? Like, he's the one that people remember especially off that main event win that he had over Armand Sarukian. So it really depends on how much of that Darius love is still out there, especially considering the layoff that he's had. Uh, Date Mike saying, oh God, did you, did you change your name? I hope prison Mike is not gone. Date Mike saying favorite fighter normal, but Dumont makes her turn soon. Yes, she is fighting that boxing chick, Danielle Wolf. True shot saying books love parlays. They make 300% versus straight bets. There you go. There's some statistics right there for you guys. Lajon Dream saying, how is that going to be the parlay buster on September 10th? Look at this guy all aboard that night train. Sean Bitter in the chat. Appreciate the love and appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, my love. My love, did I say that? Thank you, my man. Jesus. Why did I say my love? 
Maybe I, it's because I love Sean Bitter. Shout out to Sean Bitter. Prospect extraordinaire. Joshua Poo saying, take your wife from Montreal to get Kugan Ma Aman. Tell me what that is. <laughs> Tell me what that is first. Uh, Sanson saying it's on his forearm, I believe. Yes, it is on his forearm. Uh, Lajon Dream, if you just Google John Anik Nate Diaz tattoo, I think he even made like a video of him getting the tattoo as well. So check that out. Tristan saying, do you favor Hadley Taha or Christian Quinones? Again, I haven't dropped it on the Patreon yet, but I should as soon as I hop off of this. I did take a shot on Christian Quinones at plus 118. I think he's the better overall fighter. And even though he's making his UFC debut, he still has like 19 fights of experience. Hali Taha, in my opinion, very much a knockout or bust type of guy here. You know, he did pull off a late submission against Bruno Silva, but I think Bruno Silva's cardio was, you know, not the greatest in that fight. And not to mention Hali Taha popped for steroids after that fight. And that fight turned into being a no contest. So I like Quinones as the dog. I think he's the better overall fighter. Uh, Daniel saying minus 400 for Joe Pfeiffer is cheap versus Allen. Yeah, Amadowski sucks, but again, minus 400. Let's let's temper ourselves a little bit. John Valentine saying put 1.6 units on Aldana last night at minus 160 and just text she's minus 155. I don't see anything he has on his bed right. It's going to come down to her physicality. Like, can she overpower, overwhelm Aldana, get her to the ground, and grind her up against the cage? Outside of that. She doesn't win that fight. So I like it, man. I'll likely have a solid shot on Aldania as well. Sanson saying, damn, why doesn't Betway have lines for Aldana fight? That line sounds great. There you go. Tristan saying, for German-speaking fighter on the card, uh, Magomedov, Taha, Stoltzfus, and Hakprast. Yeah, it's interesting that Magomedov and Stoltzfus both started off in a different country and then moved to Germany. Interesting. True shot saying, but they let the Greek do it. Anik. <laughs> hey, the Greek is an actual handicapper in pigs fights. Uh, Lajon Dream saying, no, no line for Holland Rodriguez yet, but Daniel is saying plus 185 Rodriguez. Wow. It's a lot wider than I expected it to be. Uh, Sean Bitter saying, love you too, man. Love you, my man. Appreciate it. Daniel saying, D-Rod plus 185 is crazy. I'm a big Holland fan, but D-Rod takes this easy. I don't know about easy, but I think that uh, there might be some value on that line for sure. My only concern is coming off an injury, coming in on short notice. Weird, but maybe they paid D-Rod a bag there. Tristan saying, sorry, yeah, just ignore me if you're waiting to drop on Patreon. No worries, man. I, I'm open to asking any or answering any and all questions that are on here. Speaking of which, I did update the Best Bets and Props article. So if you want to read through that to see why I like Kinones, you're more than welcome to do that as well. Uh, Lajon Dream saying, oh, wow, minus 220 for a haul and love Kevin. But yeah, that line would be, thought the line would be closer than that. Could be some value on D-Rod here. Papa Chuck saying, I just connected some dots. William Gomez is totally Carl's long-lost son from Family Matters. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Now I see it. You know, I've, I was finishing up tape on that fight before I hopped on the live stream here, and I knew he looked like somebody that I thought I knew. I guess you've connected the dots for me as well, my friend. I do have to... Uh, I do have to look at the other side still. I haven't looked at his opponent yet, so... That is the last breakdown that I need to complete before I do the MMA law cast later this evening. Thomas Kane saying, what do you think about having extra divisions? 55, 65, 75. That was the talk of the town like a couple years ago, right? A lot of people wanted to add a super lightweight division or something like that. Super welterweight, whatever the fuck they want to call it. I'm fine with it the way that it is. I really am. Like, I know that there's a lot of talent in that 55 to 70 range. But, like, I don't know if we truly need that that change. I'm fine with it, personally. I don't think we need to continue to thin out these divisions. 
perfectly fine where they're at, in my opinion. Trishad saying Holland is a terrible matchup or horrible matchup for Rodriguez. Is he? I'd love to hear why. Zach Johnson in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Lajon Dream saying Short Norris never been a problem for Trailblazer. That is correct. Problem Kid saying Mike Perry was taking D-Rod down here and there. Holland by TKO. Wow. Mike Perry really started to, to grapple more so at the end of his career, right? If you guys remember that, like, didn't wasn't slugging as much. Mickey Gall would he he just kept taking Mickey Gall down as well. You know, is what it is. Lajon Dream saying, "What time?" Is, <coughs> wow, almost choked on my spit there. What time is the lockcast? Uh, I think I'm going to be doing a pre-recorded version of it, so it's going to take a little bit for me to edit, but it will be dropping tonight. I'll likely set it as a premiere, like I said, and then I'll just chill in the live chat with you guys. But uh, it'll be much later this evening. Oh, I did miss a comment here. Akin Zulhair saying, hey, buddy, how do you, how live do you think Buckley is this week? Also, K or decision prop. Uh, the spot that I'm actually looking at, like I'm picking Imovov to win. I think his range is going to be a little bit difficult for Buckley to get a hang of. Like even looking back at the Antonio Hoyo fight for Buckley, he was struggling you know, to close that distance and land big shots against Ohio. And then it was just a matter of time before Ohio started to slow down. And uh, and then Buckley was able to find the chin. I think Imovov, better gas tank, should be able to maintain his distance and really touch him up from the outside. But the spot that I'm liking, I was surprised to see that the total, you know, it's still the early total here, uh, is set at, hold up, let me just pull it up here. Uh, the total... Oh, looks like they have more odds out now. Uh, the total is set at one and a half. Over one and a half is minus 160. I love that spot. I really like that spot. I do think that Imovov will keep him at distance for a while and, and really touch him up. You know, Buckley, outside of the De Carico decapitation, decent durability. Same with some good durability from the Imovov side. So I think I'll be targeting that over one and a half more than anything. But I think that Imovov will likely get his hand raised here. Distance and, and striking advantage is going to be too much, in my opinion. Uh, Joshi Poo is saying, it's an amazing French pastry, but there's a famous bakery in Montreal. That's the one. That's one of the best things I've ever eaten, and I don't have a sweet tooth. Interesting. I'm not a big pastry guy myself, but might have to check it out. John Valentin saying, what do you know about this Figlack kid? He's going to be relevant to the UFC. I think he's good enough to beat... Uh, to beat Zium, I'm seeing a lot of love for Zium, uh, to be honest. You know, a lot of guys that I respect are on the Zium side here, and I get, like, the, the plus 175 stabs on him. But if this line continues to start trending downwards the way that it is, and we get Figlack around minus 150, I'm going to have to take a shot on him. You know, I think his striking is good enough to be competitive with Zium. But I think it's ultimately going to come down to his clinching and grappling and takedown game that will likely give him the edge in this spot. You know, that's really ZM's weakest game, and I'm sure he's improving it every time out, but I think he's going to struggle here against Figalak, who will likely be able to get him down over and over again. Give me one sec, fellas. Hour back. Just 27 more minutes for me to deal with my nose in this live chat. I apologize. I don't know why I have such a stuffy nose today. All right. Um, yeah, Valentin asked him about Figlak. I think I don't know how far he'll make it in the UFC, but I think stylistically speaking, that this is a good enough matchup for him to go out and get that win. Was I gonna pay minus 200 for it though? No, I'll be willing to pay closer to 60%, which is minus 150. And, you know, it seems to be trending that way. So if I get minus 150 on uh, on, on uh, Figlak, I'll likely take a 1.5 unit shot on him there. Problem Kid was wondering about Figlak too. Would love to hear you guys' thoughts about it as well. Tristan's saying, Brig Norm or Tabitha Ricci. Got to go with Ricci there, my friend. I know what you're talking about too. Joshi Poo saying D Rod is a fucking auto miners want me tons of money. Just don't get don't get attached to guys though, right? Like don't get attached because they won you money in the past. 
what is their upcoming fight looking like for them? Daniel thinks Figlak is going to win. I'm right there with you as well. Lajon Dream saying, if I haven't got a bet, I'll come through for sure. Hope to see you there, my friend. Daniel saying, think over two and a half for Gan and Ty is good. I think so, but I'm going to stay away from it. You know, um, I think it does hit, but I'm scared that there is the opportunity for Gan to get this fight to the ground and possibly look to smash Tuivasa from on top and, and get him out of there. So, you know, you're getting minus 130 for the over two and a half. Not a bad line, but I think this fight is super volatile in terms of the totals. Like this could finish in the first round. This could go to all five rounds. Going to be interesting to see what kind of Saragon comes out there. Is he going to be fueled by his home crowd? Is he going to want to go out there and just smash this guy quickly and try to get the crowd into a ruckus? I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it. Problem Kid saying Imovov can wrestle and is good in the clinch with the nasty knees too. Imovov by decision. Me and him see it the exact same way. Lajon Dream saying just check best fight odds and Holland already went from minus 215 to minus 205 on DraftKings. So money coming in on Daniel Rodriguez. But Ever so slightly, right? I don't think right off the bat. Uh, Let's see. True Shot saying, I think the wrestlers ZMS already faced wrestle better than Figlak. See, that is the, the other thing, right? Like that might be where we we come to an impasse with Figlak is like, what did his, his grappling actually look like against higher levels of competition? I'll say this, though. Don Madge, striker, Muay Thai guy, if I'm not mistaken, right? He was grappling for as with without much uh, resistance. So if he could do it, I feel like Figlak, who's been showing solid grappling chops throughout his career, could do it as well. But I'm not paying minus 200 for it. Zach Johnson saying ZM should be favored. I don't know about this fight. Really? You think he should be the favorite? You don't see his grappling downside, like his grappling issues that Figlak could take advantage of? You know, um, in terms of level of competition and all that, okay, I can see the argument for ZM, and I get why people are playing him at plus 175, but I think that there are going to be some issues when he starts feeling uh, the grappling from the Figlak side. Uh, Date Mike saying, this dude, Matt, had stole my nickname. I believe it's money. Sorry, Date Mike. Zach Johnson said, I wouldn't bet Fig as a fave. I'd bet him around minus 150. That's the only spot that I would take him. Anything better than that. Uh, problem kids saying Derek Lewis was out wrestling tie. He's in for a long night. Yeah. I think that, uh, God could submit him as well. Like if he gets him down, right. He might open up a triangle choke opportunity or something just as Sergey Spivak was able to hit on tie. Excuse me. Joshi Poo saying, I love to have somebody who's dead during that Lewis fight. It was sloppy. I just rewatched it. Yeah, that was a weird fight. Tristan saying, think Jilton will have better long-term success at heavyweight or light heavyweight. Um, we'll continue to see how he fares against these bigger guys, right? Because he's a pretty big light heavyweight. Um, I think the level of competition is easier at heavyweight than at light heavyweight. So I think he'll likely be better off at heavyweight. And he said he can stay busier at heavyweight as well, not having to cut weight and diet and all that shit. So, man. Who does he have? Oh, he has a Shamil Abdurahimov next. If he can handle Abdurahimov, like can get him down and deal with that size discrepancy, I think his uh, assuming that heavyweight could be pretty high. Daniel believes that Chilton will be champ at both. Hey, I don't know how much... To, I, I feel like he's older, isn't he? Uh, I, I feel like this is one of those guys that may have... Uh, tricked me thinking that he's like in his 30. Yeah, he's 31. So he's going to have to really get moving if he wants any chance of pulling off the dub. True shot saying Maj was four fights ago. That is true, but like how much improvements in his defensive grappling will ZM have in that amount of time? Darren saying ZM got out grappled by Malarkey. I think Malarkey is an underrated grappler, so I don't think it's a, you know, a red flag that he got out grappled by Jamie Malarkey, but still. You know, I think Figlak grapple just as well. 
Trushad saying people need to seriously remember fighters debut often struggle. Yes, but like again, I think it is subjective. It, it is dependent on their stylistic matchup. I think the stylistic matchup here for Figlak, if he can actually get his grappling going, he'll be very successful. Zach Johnson is saying that fight did open even, so let's see what happens with the line. Did Figlak and ZM open evens? Is that the one that you're talking about? Yeah, Figlak, yeah, pretty much evens, and then money immediately coming in on Figlak, pushing him to minus 200. <sighs> True shot asking Malark, he's a bad wrestler. He's not a bad wrestler. I don't think he's a bad wrestler. Zach Johnson saying, I agree with fading the debut. Again, can't do it blindly. You just can't do it blindly. I see the argument for Ferris, but I think if Figlak gets a hold of him, he can get him down. Again, I'm not betting Figlak unless he gets to a better price, though. Uh, Atkins saying D. Krieger versus Kopilov is a toss-up. Any tips? I do lean the Kopilov side. I think he's the better striker. Um, my concern is one, his gas tank just is a little bit sketchy for me Two, uh, his output does not look as good as it did on the regional scene. So I'm a little bit concerned there, but I think he's the better striker. And I think if, you know, the, the stylistic matchup here, I think, uh, I think Kopilov can touch him up and get the better strikes off. So I do lean the Kopilov side here, but I can't make the bet as Dikariko is absolutely live to get the dub as well. Very close fight. I get why the line is where it's at. Thomas Kane saying live dog in boxing this week. Alicia Baumgartner plus 250. Very live studied two hours. Good luck on anybody telling my guy Thomas Kane. Danny saying, yeah, like Bonico struggled. Bonico didn't actually uh debut in the UFC though. <laughs> Not yet, at least. John Valentine saying, have you talked about Wood Jordan yet? Seen high confidence from both sides. I think line is correct. I do like the Wood side. You know what I mean? I, I do like him quite a lot. I, I took a one and a half unit shot at plus 120 myself. Um, you know, I think his striking is good enough to stay competitive with Jordan. I think if he wants to go to his grappling, he could have success there. Um, that really that really does seem to be Jordan's kryptonite. And, you know, he's an entertaining fighter. He's Canadian, so I want to cheer for the guy as well. But, like, let's not overlook the fact that he has some holes in his game that need shoring up. If Shane Burgos is controlling your back for, you know, large amounts of time, I think that Nathaniel Wood could do similar things and possibly even find a submission of his own. So give me Wood at plus money, especially a guy that's normally chalk. We're getting him at plus money now. And there, you know, the, the jury is still out in terms of how he's going to fare at 145 pounds. But the guy used to cut a shit ton of weight to get to 135. So I think as fights start to pass him by, he will start to get more and more comfortable at 145 pounds. I think this is a perfect spot for him to uh, to showcase why he was so great at 135 pounds. Give me wood. The fan of me, though, I do think that. Uh, I do hope Jordan wins, but from a money perspective and finance perspective, I'm going with the wood side. Daniel's liking wood as well. Aaron Quilla saying, how far do you think Jalen Turner is going? Uh, man. I'd say top 10. I think he could reach the top 10. It's when he starts fighting guys that won't just go away so easily, right? The Erosh management, you know, Erosh, kind of a glass ceiling or a glass cannon in my opinion. Uh, Brad Riddell, you know, solid fighter. And I think that Jalen beating him the way that he did is going to cause a lot of play people to just get very high on Jalen Turner. But let's taper off our expectations until he starts fighting, you know, the top of the top. I see my guy Daniel saying he's top five. Top five is his ceiling. I don't know if he cracks that top five. You know, I think a lot of these top five guys can beat him. Very talented, though. Ton of potential. He could prove me wrong. I'm a big Jalen Turner fan. You know, cash on him against Roche Manich as well. But let's... Let's taper it a little bit. Let's see him face, you know, continued legitimate competition. Uh, True Shot saying Burgos was super high level back in the day, though. Still kind of is. True Shot saying is it at 145? Wood. Yeah, that's what I said. It's at 145 pounds. This will be Wood's second time at 145. Anthony Rivera Medina saying, as a Northeast guy, Shane Burgos is a guy that was in many grappling tournaments in the past. 
Yes. I know he has an underrated jujitsu game, you know, mainly known as a striker, but definitely an underrated jujitsu game. But I think that Wood could provide just as much opposition grappling wise as Brigos was able to. Lajuan Dreams asking about John Dodson and BKFC. My dude, that guy's. That's always the last thing that goes, right? Is the power. So BKFC and John Dodson go together perfectly. His speed and power is going to be hard for a lot of guys to be dealing with. We'll see. Probably getting saying Turner's beast. He would be Luke in a rematch right now. Trajectory wise, probably. If you give me underdog money on Luke, though, I'd, I'd consider it. I'll say that. Darren saying Scotty Barnes wins MVP or GSP returns and beats Usman. GSP is never returning. So I think that Scotty Barnes winning MVP is definitely more likely. My guy, Moyes Audio, with the carousel in the chat. Who's on the carousel this week, Moyes? Who you got? Hopefully it's not uh, Magomedov. Two shots saying Dodson so fast it's unreal. A lot of guys are going to crumble under that. Seriously. Uh, Lajon Dream saying, dude, he was fighting. He had no chance. John's brother looked good too. He did. Nathan saying, bro, you see Stotts and Sabatello on Aereo show. I think that shit was staged. I didn't see it myself. What happened? I'm going to have to see that. Tristan saying, uh, early lean in Giga and Sodik. I lean Sodik, but Sodik's output has usually been, uh, been pretty tough. You know, if he throws enough, he could win that fight, but Giga could absolutely win that fight just off of output. That's always been Sadiq's kind of kryptonite. You know, that's why I ended up going on the Arnold Allen side when he was matched up with Arnold because Arnold just does a tad bit more. <clears throat> Even that guy, you know, Arnold struggled as well in terms of uh, output, but he had just enough to beat Sadiq that night. Problem kid saying dude, he was fighting as a UFC vet too. Yep. Ryan Benoit. Problem kid said Giga wins. Yusuf doesn't throw enough. That is correct. Moise Audio saying Eileen Perez is on the carousel this week. Load up on Stephanie Egger, folks. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm picking Egger to win, but I'm not touching her at minus 330. I'm good. Uh Sabatello annoying as fuck. Problem kids saying Edgar wins. Y'all forgot she has really high level grappling credentials. She'll mop these lower levels over and over. She should win. It's hilarious the level of competition Eileen was going up against on the regional scene. Good God, was it bad. Bad, bad, bad. Give me one sec, fellas. If anybody can catch me up on what happened with uh, Sabatello and Stotts, that would be greatly appreciated. And did that happen just today? Moy saying hashtag no tap. I wish we got like a little bit more of a clear result from that fight. Cause I'm not I'm not sold that Stephanie Egger tapped either. John Valentin saying, Do you think the UFC actually thinks the Diaz fight will sell, or are they trying to screw Diaz out of money? Horrible pay-per-view card. I think they fucked up by not putting a proper main event on there early enough. And I think that date just was like, you know what? Nate Diaz is crying for a fight now. Let's just give him Hamza and we'll put it together. So I think it was more so the UFC's wrongdoing in terms of uh, not booking a main event in that fight slot or for that date properly. It is a very sketchy pay-per-view card, though. And I think that Diaz's selling power is starting to drop, which isn't great. True Shot saying Danny is selling a product. Problem Kid saying they got into a scrap on Helwani Show. Did they? Blows were exchanged. Daniel, don't don't go down that route. Don't be joking about something like that. Um, wow. So I guess they were in person. I, I gotta I guess I gotta see this. <laughs> I gotta see this. 
Was audio saying there was no weight posted on that arm? Should be rules. Egger TKO. Silva got rocked by the elbow. Started feeling tap on her ass while Egger's hand was on canvas. Yeah, like there wasn't even any like space to even tap. In my opinion, if her arm was caught caught the way that it was, right? And that one judge, like, this is my argument, right? That one judge says that he saw a tap. But, like, there are so many times where it looks like somebody's trying to fight a, a submission. And based on, like, the tension and all that and the way that people are pulling their bodies, sometimes it might look like when somebody's going for an arm, they might be going like this. That's not a tap. That's them trying to get grip on an arm or a glove or something like that so that they can try to get out of that submission. That's probably what the judge saw. We've seen it happen a couple times. True shot saying the judge said she tapped. Yeah, and that guy was saying Kate's side, but still, like, there's not much room for her hand to move to even go for that. So maybe she was actually going for the arm to try to to try to pull it off. Daniel said, which version of Usman versus Covington? That's hilarious. Jake said Herb said he saw it also. I don't think he said he saw it. I think he said the judge said he saw it. Uh, Nathan Peter saying, how would you land a fight between Kamaru and Khabib at 170 just to shoot the MMA shit? Uh, I, I get, it's hard to ever say that Khabib will ever be an underdog, but like this might be a fight where he probably would have. And you said the judge also had Bueno Bice up. There you go. <laughs> Moy saying the judge saw the hand that was on the canvas. Hashtag no tap video proof. True saying, did she argue it? Moy said, yes, slow the video down. You see, Edgar asked Tayoni what? I agree. Yeah, just all in all, a, a shitty situation where Edgar, at least Edgar gets to get back into the gauge, you know, about a month after that happens. Hopefully she can turn it all around here. Nicholas Lee saying, what's up, Lock? I have a super parlay lock for tomorrow. Cedric Dumas plus 125. Kino Shita minus 205. Blake Builder plus 186. I'm not I'm not big on the Dumas side, to be honest. I do think that uh, Penas is probably the side in that matchup. Danny saying, Kamaru minus 150. That sounds about right. I do think Kamaru would win. Lajon saying, Sabato thinks yelling swears makes trash chat good. He's, he seems like a, a, a Jersey Shore kind of guy, honestly. It's hilarious. Lajon Dream saying Stotts is actually funny and clever. He's a little annoying, I won't lie. True Shot saying, did Edgar give an interview and say she didn't? I, I She didn't say anything right after it happened, but I remember during the d- decision being announced, I think she, uh, she was saying, no, she didn't tap. Daniel's saying she did an interview with Alistair Overing. Interesting. I didn't see that one. All right, we got about seven minutes left before I got to get out of here. Want to finish up tape on uh, on the last fight that I still got to look at, which is that Gomez versus... Who the fuck's he fighting? Gomez versus... Aaron's. That's the only fight that I haven't taped yet. Halfway through... Got one more fight left of Gomez that I need to watch uh, and then get into the Jarno side as well. But MMA Lockcast will drop tonight. More than likely a pre-edited version so that you guys um, can get the nice look of it, the graphics and all that stuff. And then I'll be chilling in the live chat with you guys as it is premiering. Moy saying Sabatello believes he is Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. <laughs> well, you know, his fighting style is tough to, to get behind from an entertaining perspective. So I completely understand why he's playing the act that he is. Be the jock. Be the loudmouth brash guy. But just go out there and continue to win, and people can't deny you at all. Thomas Kane saying Sabatello is coming to light. He's trying really hard. Probably kids like, what time is the premiere? I am not 100% sure as of yet. I have to record it still and edit it, so it will likely be much later this evening. I don't want to give you a legit time, though. 
but it will be tonight. Much, much later tonight. <laughs> Danny's saying most interesting fight on Bellator. That is correct. Most people are going to be talking about it now, and especially if they got into a actual brawl on Aereo show, I'm sure that's going to add some more hype. Problem Kid saying favorite underdog play for tomorrow. For me, it's going to be Blake Builder. You know, I know he's been dropped a couple times. I know his chin could be vulnerable, but that's really Alex Morgan's only way to win that fight. I'd be surprised if Blake Builder doesn't go out there and try to drag this fight to the ground almost immediately and implement his grapple-heavy approach against Alex Morgan, who, you know, really hasn't been tested in the grappling in most of his fights, which is why he's able to knock out some of these guys. But when he does get tested, like he did against Joao Luis Nogueira, he very much struggled in that fight. So I'm expecting the same thing here. Danny's saying they both sold that fight on your show. Uh, problem kid builder was bigger for sure. He's thicker. He's not taller, but he's thicker, and I think that will play into it. But he does well. He will definitely have a decided uh, grappling advantage as well. Thomas Kane saying area had to break them up, but no blows. They're signing the fight too early. Fight is until December. Wow, December, crazy. Danny's saying, "Are you really Canadian? Going against Morgan and Jordan? Smack my head." <laughs> Yes, I am Canadian. I am 100% Canadian. Um, well, born in Canada, Indian roots, but yes, I'm Canadian. But hey, man, we we don't really have the greatest fighters. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Morgan, you know, big power, but that's about it. And you're giving, you're putting about minus 220? What the fuck? That is crazy. I legitimately thought that Blake Builder was going to be the favorite after running the tape there. Here's what it is. Uh, Nathan Petrus saying, am I crazy for thinking Nathaniel Wood is on another level, to, level technically than Jordan? I believe he is. You know, Jordan is a fighter. That guy likes to throw. That guy likes to scrap. But like Wood, technically speaking, I think is the better fighter. It's just going to come down to, can he showcase it? I think he'll be able to. Three more minutes, and then we out of here. And one more thing in regards to Danny Question saying, are you really Canadian? I, I, the last thing I will do is take nationalities into perspective when I'm breaking down fights as well. See what's on tape. I don't care where they're from, where they're born, what patch of sand they grew up on. That doesn't matter to me. Problem kids saying Jordan never breaks. Julian Rosa tapped him out. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Wood may not break him, but I do think he'll beat him. That is a fun fight. I think that's the fight that people are most excited about, if I'm being honest. Haven't really heard much love for any other fights. Not as much as that one, at least. True Shot saying Wood's competition is light. He's pretty much beat everybody that he's gone up against, other than, you know, the one KO loss that he had to Dodson and then uh and then Casey Kenny I think that he's very much underrated. Tristan saying sprinkle wood split decision maybe maybe but like I'm not a big fan of 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 sprinkling those spots. Nathan saying what's Buckley got to do to be Ivanov uh push him up against the cage you know stifle him not not allow him to to have that range uh fighting game that Imovov likes try to take him down which i don't think he'll be able to and maybe knock him out i don't think he'll be able to do any of those things the best shot that he has is stifling Imovov against the cage but i don't think he'll do it effectively enough daniel's saying early lean on sugar versus yawn people are sleeping on sean striking i i i'm ugh the thing about Jan is his his output dwindles a little bit, right? Like not dwindles, but like it's very slow at the beginning. So in a five round fight, sure you can take him, but like three round fights, he makes those makes those fights close. And if Sean just stays on his bicycle and taps him from the outside, he is absolutely alive to win this fight. So am I going to play Jan at chalk? No. But Jan could let this fight, you know, trickle away from him. 
True shot saying he lost to the two guys that are decent UFC level. I think they're good enough UFC level. <laughs> Problem kid saying O'Malley shouldn't be plus 350. I agree. John Valentin saying Whitaker by decision or pass. I think decision is probably his best way to win. Um, but yeah, earlier in the or early last week, I was thinking that I was going to take the chalk on Whitaker, but man, Vittori can make this close. Vittori could definitely make this fight close. So I'd rather take plus 100 on Whitaker by decision than minus 230. Nathan saying Sugar looked mediocre versus Pedro, and that's not a good look. The reason he seemed low volume in that fight, which was kind of surprising. So maybe he was scared about the leg kicks that was coming his way from Pedro. Maybe he'll be scared of Jan as well, and that might muzzle him a bit. So that is something to worry about. But I would rather still take the plus money on Sugar than the big chalk on the Jan side. Lazon Dream saying it's a three-rounder, right? It is a three-round fight. All right, we have hit the one-hour mark, and my nose is not compromising with me at all, so I'm looking forward to getting rid of whatever the fuck is in there right now. Appreciate everybody checking out the show. As always, we'll be back tomorrow for the same time, same show, 4 p.m. Eastern, fight, uh, MMA Lock Talk. And then later this evening, I'll be dropping the MMA Lockcast show. Uh, again, it'll be a pre-recorded version of it, but I'll set it to a premiere so I can show with you guys in the live chat. All right, so keep your eyes peeled for that. It'll be much later this evening. Otherwise, appreciate you guys. Love you guys, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.